What's going on, everybody? Paul here with NoOffSeason.com. Welcome to Sports Card Strategy Show, episode 69. I'm happy to be here with you today to talk sports card strategy the day after the Super Bowl and welcome in my main man, Kendall Lefty McKee. What's up, guys? What's going on, man? Sorry. Throwing you on the spot here as you're joining in the stream. Uh, I was just telling everybody that, uh, you know, we are very, very happy to be here. Episode 69, Sports Card Strategy Show. We've been doing this together for about a year now. Sports Card Strategy Show has been, been alive and well for about a year and a half. And we got a lot to talk about today, the day after the Super Bowl. But before we jump into it, um, I want to remind everybody that you can go premium free for a year at nooffseason.com. Uh, to find out how, just email me at paul at nooffseason.com. And we are making many, many, many improvements to that product. The premise of the product, for those of you who don't know, is that we have sports card rankings across all sports. So regardless of what you collect or invest in, we've got you covered. But in addition to that, when you are a premium member, you get in-depth player profile write-ups about timely write-ups about what you should be doing with that player based on the current opportunity buy sell hold sometimes it's a hold or a buy depending on you know what your situation is and we've got card data that is a little bit different than market movers market movers um and card ladder both sort of have data from hundreds of thousands and millions of cards and we just kind of pick three to five cards per player that we think is relevant um to invest in for the player and and and, you know it's helpful because when you spread yourself too thin it's harder to make money so we talk about that a lot on the sports card strategy show but anyway that's a little overview a little reminder for everybody another quick reminder is um we have a premium podcast premium.sportscardstrategy.com. For those of you who love the show and want more of the show, go to premium.sportscardstrategy.com and you can upgrade for $9.99 a month. You can get more sports card strategy. So I just did an episode last week on uh, the Atlanta Culture Collision Card Show Recap, which includes card show strategies that I've learned and and there'll be more of that. We're going we're gonna to take an in-depth look at my portfolio, what I've done sports card investing-wise over the last three years uh, on, that, on that premium pod. So, um, all right. Now, to the content you've all been waiting for. Lefty McKee, giving you a minute, giving you a minute to clear your throat. Wake up a little bit. I'm in the same boat, though. I had a little trouble getting out of bed this morning. What yes. is going on with you? How you doing, man? I'm good, but the Super Bowl went late, you know, <laughs> I was just like, you know, I was like, oh, sick, man. What a great game. You know, it's like late at night. And I'm like, oh, man, I got the sports car strategy show tomorrow morning. <laughs> Let's go, you know. Uh, and so uh, rolled out of bed this morning and was like, I'm good, Paul. I'm coming, you know, uh, uh, but I'm here. I'm ready to party. Um, what a wild week for me. I traveled a lot this week. Um and it's just it's been good but i am uh, all over the place today so i'm ready to he- i'm ready to be here i am thankful to be here and let's talk some cards man how about let's, that 
Let's get into it. Brian Steeler714, good morning to you as well. We love the comments. So for those of you who are able to be on YouTube and be part of the show, we love that. Um, for those of you who are not, we know we know most of you, most of our audience actually listens on Apple and Spotify. So shout out to all of you guys as well. And keep the emails coming, keep the social media questions coming. We've got a lot of uh, audience shout out and questions uh, today to get to, which will be fun content. But um, I'm going to jump into my L of the week. So, you know, every once in a while, um, you know, I'm sell I'm buying and selling a lot of cards and I like to share my L. And a lot of times my L has to do with sort of timing and being impatient. And I think this one might fall under that category um, because I recently had a lot of cards graded at PSA. One of the players that I'm big into buying right now is Cade Cunningham because he's injured and I like that strategy. I like, I talk about going where they ain't. Um, and uh, people are not really buying Cade Cunningham right now. So his prices are down. So what I did is I bought a silver, I bought several silver raw. And um, what I didn't really realize is what grade this would get for being off centered up down. And there may, there may be other issues with this card, but I don't see them. And so I listed it for sale. It came back a PSA 6 silver prism. And uh, I listed it for sale. And I've got close to 100 cards listed right now on my eBay store. No off-season sports cards. And um, long story short, accepted an offer for $25 for this. So that's an L. Now, why did I accept the offer? Sometimes you just got to replenish your cash stash um, when you get a card. Like basically my for everybody, my strategy is I'm holding Cade. I'm not, I'm not like dumping Cade. But if I get back a bunch of non-PSA, the, the goal with grading for me is to get PSA 10s. And that, may, that might sound like a Captain Obvious statement. But what I mean by that is when I don't get a PSA 10, I'm okay just dumping the card and moving on and kind of like, my strategy is if I buy, say, five or six Cades, for example, and I have them all graded, and whatever, basically, like whatever comes back super low. I mean, on a, it depends the card. If it's like a rookie ticket auto or a Prism Silver, like a higher end card, and it doesn't get a 10, I'm not just going to dump that. But if it gets a six, I'm probably just going to try to dump it for whatever I can get and move on. Now, this is an L for me, kind of a. Three, three layered L's, right? One L is that it didn't get... One L is that it got a six. Another L is that I sold it for $25, and I think I'm probably like $75 into the card with, with the raw fee and the uh, card fee and the grading. Mm -hmm. And then the third L is that the guy, the astute buyer, Courts, <laughs> Card Sports Network 31, who bought it from me, literally said, hey, like... Don't worry about how, how well you pack up this card because I'm literally just going to crack it and and just it's just going to be raw again, <laughs> which is like then for me, I was like, you know what? For him. I probably should have done that, you know, but it's fine. Um, I'm OK taking an L on this stuff because ultimately um, the way that I'm making my moves is more of like I was saying, um, submitting in bulk all at once Um not holding on to the lower graded cards too long, kind of getting rid of them to replenish the cash and then 
gaining the profit margin off the cards that do get do get the higher grades. Now that's not all I'm doing, but that's one of the moves that I'm doing is um is buying raw, grading in bulk because the the bulk prices are low right now. Nineteen dollars a card at PSA for twenty cards or more. Um, but anyway, wanted to share that L, and then wanted to actually get, uh, also give props to Card Sports Network and anyone else out there who's thinking creatively about like, hey, I can get this. I know this is a PSA six, but it is a Prism Silver, and it is Cade Cunningham. And if I can get it for twenty five dollars and crack it, that's a much better move than what I did, which was buy it for like fifty or fifty five dollars raw, grade it, and then sell it for twenty five. So that's my L of the week, Kendall. Yeah, I, I think. It's tough when you to see a PSA six. I mean, I even think that's tough to that's tough to comp. Like even on your side, like those aren't moving really well. And so, like to post it for fifty five dollars, you don't really know. You know, I mean, you're just like, hey, this is basically it's just like this is for sale. You know, it's not like this is yeah. fifty five dollars. You know, and um, oh man, Brian, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry that that you uh, lost your sister, man. Um, I hope you find some 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 uh, some joy in this show that we can be bringing you sports cards. But man, life sometimes just hits you, brother. Um, I'm sorry about that, man. Um, yeah. Feel free, feel free to reach out to me at uh, Lefty McKee on Twitter and uh, if you want to talk some more. So, Brian, um, I'm sorry to hear that as well, and whatever we can do at all to help you get through this time, feel free to reach out. Like Kendall said, I drop my email out there every show, Paul at nooffseason.com. So contact me if you want, if you don't want to, I totally get it. Thank you for sharing yeah. um, with us and for being here with us. And uh, we're supporting you and thinking of you, praying for you, all that stuff. Um, but uh, hopefully, hopefully the hobby can give you some some enjoyment in the tough time and certainly makes our L of the week um you know obviously pale in in comparison to any any real life real life stuff that any of you are out there dealing with um sorry to cut you off Kendall but we just had two more comments come in here so no, that's okay them real quick uh Ryan Baruski love Ryan he's coming in coming in hot with a lot of great uh emails a lot of great content a lot of great comments um, and um, supporting Brian. And uh, good morning to Chad Gill as well. He says he got two PSA 6s as well in, in his last few orders. Um, he posts them immediately at auction and eBay starting at $1. Yeah, bring whatever they bring. So I'm not alone in the uh, I'm not alone in the strategy. Nice to know, Chad, that um, kind of dumping the, the lower graded cards um, just for whatever you can get. And uh, knowing that it could it could be a macro win, even though it's a micro loss, because again, if it's in a bulk grading submission, it was kind of all hopefully accounted for anyway in the strategy. So, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, back over to you, Kendall, for your comments, and then your L of the week. Yeah, yeah. Um, thanks, guys. I talked to Ryan and Chad, you know, and so uh, it's good to see them. Um, Brian, you know, we're we're praying for you, brother. Um, but yes, definitely puts things into perspective. And my L of the week, um, though, has been um, I, I, I'm impatient. I'm impatient, Paul. I'm rubbing off on you. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I, I got to find better friends. You know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I agree. Um, 
I'm not impatient in the way that I have been um, selling because actually, so it, it was the other, a couple weeks ago when I was like, Paul, no cards are moving. You know, I'm, I'm having a tough time or whatever. I had a hard look at my eBay store and I was like, no cards are moving because that's a bunch of crap you've got on your eBay store. You know, there it is. That's what we all thought. We were just too nice to say it to you, Kendall. Uh, No, I'm not too nice to say it. Let's, you know, and so I just started loading up like tons. Like, I I think almost everything that you see here, I think, uh, has been listed at some at some level, whether it's eBay or Facebook or Twitter. And uh, and and I've been moving cards and some of them have been taken L's because I don't. I'm not getting what you know what I wanted to get out of those cards, um, and uh, so that's been unfortunate. But the fortunate thing is, you know, we've got transactions, so yes, <laughs> it's bringing something back. So um, that's been cool. And I think just to you need to you need to go through your bulk boxes every now and then, like you need to you need to go through those boxes because I was looking through it. I'm like, I did not know I had that card. I don't have that many cards. Like seriously guys, like I know like this white box right here if you can see it is is empty, but I have four of those. Like for a guy that is deep in sports card strategy, people think I have lockers full of like <laughs> of of sports memorabilia. Now you're seeing it all. Like this is it. This is all my wife gives me, you know. <laughs> So that's yeah. the space. That's the space in your world that you have. Yeah, this is yeah. it. Yeah, so. and, and things. And I'm the same way. Like I don't have tons and tons of cards, and I, uh, I like to move. I like transactions. I like to move things. So I get a good. I, I like the feeling of making a sale, even if it was an L. I like the feeling of somebody else getting a deal, um, even if it was an L for me. I like, I like going to the post office and like sending the package. I never thought I would, I never thought that would at like age almost 42 that I would enjoy going to the post office and sending a package so much and getting a tracking number. Dude, I just, I just thought of an L. I just thought of one. Okay. So I moved houses, um, like a, about a year ago and I used to have this guy, this post office guy that I loved him, Paul. Like, oh my gosh, going in there, I was like, every time I'd go in there, I was like, Patrick, my dude, like you so, like, he would always be like, more sports cars? I was like, of course, man. Like, and we would always talk about just baseball and we'd talk about what we're going through. And he always spent time like knowing who I was. And I'm over on the other side of town now, so I have to use a different post office. And they're just not nice. And I I go in there and they're just like, hello, yeah, thank you. We'll get it out. Can I just get a T sorry? I like I need a t-shirt that says my package has nothing liquid, fragile, combustible, whatever, bombs. Like I need I need I need the t-shirt and I need like no, what you need is a label printer, bro. You forehead. need to be doing that at your house. <laughs> well, you need okay. a label printer, bro. I do need I probably do need a label printer. I've been so go easy on me here, lefty. You know, I just moved to the States. I've done the best I can. Um, but I have been actually, I'm, this is kind of an interesting, it, it's probably a boring topic, everyone, but may, let us know maybe if it's interesting to you. I have all this packing material. I don't like waste and trash. And like, yeah. Lefty and I have talked about this. Like, I don't like 
um, like common cards because they're just they just like take up space and unless unless you're a set builder like I don't I don't like common cards because they end up sort of being like trash or packing material like Lefty uses them as packing material which I love I've started doing that as well anyway my point is I've I, I've kept literally whenever I buy a card. I, I cut the envelope open in a way where I can reuse the envelope. And then I, I use like old shit then like flip it upside down and like, and, and use that as my label and then like tape it. So the people at the post office think I'm nuts because like my, what my packages look like. And if you've ever bought a card from me, it's well packed, but like, it's not pretty. It's not like a nice little one padded envelope with like a nice label on it. Yeah. So you're right. I am probably bringing that on myself. But once I get, my goal is to like, not only sell some of the cards that are sitting around, but it's to use all of the packing material that I've kept. Yeah. And then yeah, once yeah. I'm done with all of that, then I can get a little fancier and, and then my packages will start looking a little better. Um, yeah. But I don't know why I just decided like, I, when somebody sends me a card and there's a bunch of bubble wrap, or even when I order something off of Amazon and there's bubble wrap, like I keep the bubble wrap. Oh yeah, bro. That's a pro tip. Yeah, I mean, look behind me. Well, you can't really see it. Anyway, we get we do HelloFresh. You know, have you, do you know what that yeah. is? So yeah, we do yeah. HelloFresh. So every week, I get a big old cardboard box with like this stuffing in it because you know, like they've packed cold meals, and there it comes in like a little. Uh, there's like a little cardboard bot like topper and bottom, and so I keep those and I cut them in PSA squares. Yeah. And honestly, I reuse everything. Like Katie, Katie will get a package in the mail and it'll have like some some like uh craft paper around it. She's like, Do you need this? I'm like, absolutely get that in here. You know, yeah. I have all under this table, I have all these different boxes because I don't know if somebody orders a mass order, I don't want to have to go buy a box. Because that stuff is expensive, also. Yeah. Like to go out and buy bubble wrap and stuff, oh, and actually yeah, man. Um, I bought. I I use all that. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Now, so I do use fresh ones. I don't use like the outside. Ones. The outside, at least, is it, it, I use a yeah. fresh one, but it's everything inside that I use reused. Okay, Ryan, this has got to be a funny joke. Uh, Mar he says market movers is going to start checking <laughs> the value of reused packing material. Love it. <laughs> Love it, Ryan. That's. That's hilarious. Um, Honestly, I was concerned when, like, when, you know, do you remember a couple, like, you might not, not have realized this, but uh, wood and, like, like actual building materials spiked, like, a year yeah. ago. Yeah. And, like, a pallet of two-by-fours was, like, uh, like gold. And I just was so concerned that bubble wrap was going to go so expensive because I was like, I use that stuff, like, every day. Totally. And so I was so concerned. That's why when, gonna... when Ryan's comment com came in a second ago, I was like, wait, what? Oh, this has got to be a joke. <laughs> I'm a little slow at 720 in the morning here. Um, no, but I think I think Lefty, that is a good pro tip for everybody if you're not already doing that. I mean, I get it's just funny how excited I get for like a little piece of cardboard that I can use. Um, like you call it a PSA square. I like that. Um, or even just a rubber band. I'm like, oh, a rubber band. I'm gonna save this. And I, ne I obviously never was like that before. I before I started um, flipping sports cards. But um, all right. So W of the week um, for me. What do I have? What do I have for my W? I have uh, okay. Yeah. So this is actually right right along the same topic. So going through my cards that I haven't been able to sell. 
um, because of just logistically, right? This is like what Lefty's talking about, going through the boxes of cards. So I was able to, I just listing on my eBay store, it's like putting one foot in front of the other and being able to walk. It's like, I actually went through my cards and then I found these cards and then they weren't horrible. So I listed them. And then when I listed them, I actually sold them. And I sold, I sold uh, five cards to a guy named Matthew Carpenter. Shout out Matthew, who uh, messaged me on eBay and said, look, man, I'm going to make an offer on a bunch of your cards. Uh, I'll let you know when I'm done and then uh, send me an invoice. I love that stuff. It's like, bulk you know like yes i will combine shipping that's the other that's like the other thing i need like tattooed on me or, or a t-shirt like yes i will combine shipping of course mm -hmm. so kenneth gainwell rookie patch auto out of 149 that i had like from a couple years ago uh got that sold for about 11 bucks added justin fields contender supernatural rookie card for like three bucks diami brown great expectations patch hollow for another couple bucks Ramondre Stevenson and Justin Fields Panini Illusions base for another couple bucks. So um, all, all in like $29 for a bunch of cards that were just sitting around. That's a W of the week for me. I love that almost as much as I love selling my Cam Thomases for about 5X what I paid for my Cam Thomases. Uh, that's my real win of the Let's week is uh, Cam Thomas. Everyone Amen. I know is probably wondering, right? after all of the cam uh, explosions of points um, and, and the cam chatter on the, on the sports card strategy show and at nooffseason.com. But um, just so that to, so everyone has all the details paid uh, 30, 35, $35 for the raw version of the 2021 Panini contenders variation cam thomas rookie rookie ticket auto it got a psa 8 which i think was another 20 bucks into the card sold it for 105 so that's basically doubling the money and then uh the same photo but numbered to 99 variation rookie ticket auto also got a psa 8 um i was about 75 dollars into this card sold it for one uh 165 one mm. one one eighty eight, but then you know, so yeah. that's what, what I don't get all of that obviously, but um, almost you know, double double the money on each of those cards. So that that's my bigger win of the week. A couple other just notables for me on the sales side of things. Um, mentioned a NBA hoops hobby box that I bought at Atlanta Culture Collision. So I was bummed about the auto. It was a Dalen Terry rookie red ink but it was out of 25 so that actually did sell for 41 dollars and 57 cents in an auction and then uh a dyson daniels artist proof um from nba hoops out of 25 sold for 16 dollars and 50 cents so for 115 dollars i am we talked about this last week so i don't want to harp on it too much but i am piecing together um quite a return yeah you know so, something from that box so that's that's nice yeah those are my wins of the week yeah uh i forgot about an l of the week that i wanted to share with you go and back l of the week it's an ebay transaction so andy and i were talking at the beginning of uh, last football season and i was like what's a guy that i can buy pretty low that you know has the chance to 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 really spike and 
he uh, was talking to me about Tolbert, which was a, uh, a, a Dallas Cowboys receiver. And we, Kalen Tolbert. Yeah. And Amari Cooper had just moved. And he's like, I think this guy has some upside. You know, he's just got uh, college auto. So I bought it for like 20 bucks. I was like, I'm willing to risk that. So anyway, I've had it on my eBay store for five dollars uh, for, you know, a couple weeks. Like it did not pan out. And so I'm like, oh, that's OK. I took a risk. You know, some of my other things did pan out. So, you know, this is a wash for me, but I needed to move it. So I had an offer come in last week for two seventy five. All right. Two seventy five. I was like, OK, whatever. You know, like, let's let's get it out of there. Um, two dollars and seventy five. Yes. OK. Yep. Two dollars seventy five cents shipping. You know, it was like whatever it was, you know, so I'm not making money on this card, basically. Right. right. Yeah. And so I was just like, okay, it's whatever, you know, like, sure. Um, so I get, I, I take all of my photos on a, on this Ikea cutting board. So it looks pretty as a background. And then I put them in a one touch if they're raw. And then in the description, I even have like a sticky note on my, on my uh, uh, desktop. It says cards do not ship in one touch. It will come in either a bubble mailer with tracking or an eBay standard envelope, top loaded and taped. Check us out at Wildcards LLC on Twitter. Thank you. Uh, thank you for your transaction. I put that on every description if it's top loaded or uh, if it's uh, one touch. If it's in the one touch, yeah. Well, the so, one touch costs more than the $2. Since I know. I'm like, no, it's not shipping in that. <laughs> this guy get, sends me an offer and I accept it. Immediately, I get a message from him. Immediately. Does it come in a one touch? I said, no, brother. It's in the description. Um, no, it does not. It comes in a top loader. And he goes, all right, praying or uh, paying. I was like, sweet. Two days roll around, no transaction. So I'm like, hey, man, I'm packing a bunch of other packages. I would like to ship all of them at the same time. If you could get your money in, it's not that big of a deal. So just do that. $2. And he's like, yeah, man, I'm paying. I'm like, great. Nothing. Third time. I'm like, hey, man, this is ridiculous. I didn't say ridiculous. I was like, this is a very small transaction. I don't care about it, honestly. I would have said ridiculous. But like, it, you know, whatever. Fourth time. I actually have to send to cancel the the thing. This is like four or five days later. Cancel the thing. I have to send a legit eBay message to him. That's like formulated. You know, it's, it says like a remind the buyer, whatever. Even though I already right. yeah. So and he was like, "Yeah, man, um, ship it on Wednesday. I'll be paying Tuesday night." I was like, "Oh my gosh, are you serious?" Okay, man. You know, I'm trying to trying to do this. Friday rolls around and I was like, I forgot about this transaction. I guess I'm going to cancel it and relist it, you know, like for whatever it's worth. So I cancel the transaction. I report the buyer, um, you know, all this stuff. And I cancel the transaction 20 minutes after I cancel the transaction. He goes, Hey man, why'd you cancel the transaction? I said, man, I reminded you four or five times. It's a $5 purchase. You're not coming through if you haven't come through already. Yeah. And so that's, that's just shenanigans. Just yeah. get them off eBay. So, so, no, so off. nothing, so nothing. I didn't have anything. The next day I get an offer for two fifty. 
from Akpur or whatever. O-K-P-O-U-R. Okay. And I'm like, and he goes, hey, man, I'm ready to purchase. So here was my conflict, Paul. <laughs> yeah. Do I accept this offer? Is it the same? Is it the same, same eBay guy. username? Okay. Same guy. Exactly same guy. Even use the the actually so that eBay message feed. You know what? So message me and say so that that happened. That similar thing happened with with my win of the week with Matt Matthew Carpenter, where I was like frustrated by him not paying for the game. So first he offered like thirteen dollars for the Gainwell only. Yeah. And then, and I waited like several days and then I messaged him and I was like, and my message literally was like, not having the Gainwell on the market is killing me because it's the week of the Super Bowl. So like, this is like you, because you haven't paid, it was like three or four days he hadn't paid. And I was like, because you haven't paid, not only, not only am I wondering if, if, if you're going to pay. But now I've lost four days of, of a Kenneth Gainwell card. Like the only time I can possibly sell this card leading into this dude going into the Super Bowl is now off of the market. So you either need to pay or I'm going to cancel it. And so then he was the same guy who came back and then said, I'm going to make you offers on a bunch of your other cards. Stay tuned. I'll let you know. And then it actually went through. So I'm in, I say this to, to, because I'm inclined to give the guy another chance because sometimes people... I default to like being mad at the person and like just wanting to never do business with the person ever again, because I don't like when people, I can't stand when people waste my time in that way, like for that kind of thing. Like I just don't, I hate it. And like Chad's in the comment, Chad saying no. And like, that's funny. I would say no, but honestly, like, because if you want to just get rid of the card and, and like, you want to give this guy some grace and give him another another try. I I would actually say, um, give him give him another chance, and then I don't know. Like hopefully it'll go through, and maybe you can reverse the feeling of the whole thing and send him some extra cards and make him feel good. And I, I'm think I'm thinking take the nice guy approach on this one. Give yeah. him another chance. That's what I'm thinking. So I actually ran out of time on the auction. Like I ran out or ran out of time on the bid. And uh, and forgot to go back to it, and so the offer expired. <laughs> okay, well then. It's, so what I'm thinking is a like great conversation though, because this happens to all of us, I'm sure. And I didn't mean to cut you off, man, but like, I you made me think of all these other scenarios, and I'm sure everybody listening can relate. But eBay, I don't know, have any of you gotten invited to this eBay seller online conference thing? I got invited to a eBay online seller conference on like March 2nd or something. And it's like, I don't know, in the afternoon for a couple hours. So it's free. So I RSVP'd yes and got it on my calendar. And I thought it would make for a good conversation on the show at some point. But leading in, like on the form to register, it said like, can you give us any feedback? And my that was my feedback was what we've talked about on this show, which is, and I actually told my contact at eBay who ran the campaign with no off season in the sports card strategy show. I had a great conversation with her uh, face-to-face over like a, a Google meet. And I said, uh, I told her the same thing. I said, you guys have to figure out a way to penalize, like to collect payment up front for these things. And, and if you, it, or to immediately penalize the buyer, like 
because eBay is so they're, they're trying to be so seller friendly. This should go, this should go along with their MO, you know? So yeah. anyway. Yeah. And, and so my first thought was I'm willing to give you another chance, bro, but you're paying the whole $5. Yeah. You know, I'm not giving you a $2 and 50 discount. And if don't you, ask you me just, about one touch you, or I'm going to cancel it. Yeah. So anyway, I felt I, you know, I kind of felt bad. I went back and forth and I finally was just like, whatever. So if you guys want that Jason Tolbert card for, for $3, go get it on my eBay store. <laughs> Jalen Tolbert, um, Chad Gill in the comments, uh, burn the card raw on YouTube with this story that's, and you will go viral. EJ Patel. Can you block buyers? Unfortunately, I don't think you uh, can. Chad, I'll give you $3 just so he doesn't get it. VJ, I'll come in at 301. Love you guys. I love you guys. This is great. Greeny Green said that he made $600 profit off of Cam Tom. I believe it, dude. That dude was going super viral for a minute. Way to go, Greeny Green. That's what I'm talking about, guys. That's why I'm here. The whole Cam Thomas thing is why I'm here. It's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, Anyway, Dell's Card Shop is a new name. What up, Dell's Card Shop? Thanks so much for... uh, being a part of the show we love you uh great day in kansas city yeah congratulations man that's got to feel good i don't know what that feels like i don't know anything close to what that feels like because i'm a detroit lions fan so when i win a playoff game i'll let you guys know how i feel um, i do have a win of the week though paul all right uh, do you want to get back to that yeah let's do it so in our PSA submission that I waited since July for, I had just a smattering of cards that I was like, if these gem, I bought them for a dollar or so, but if these gem, I either pulled them myself or bought them in a dollar box, then I, I could make some decent return off some cards I, I got for a dollar. So I sold this card last night, the Pedri rated rookie PSA 10. Nice. I bought this card for $1. Graded it for $15. So I'm $16 into this card. And I made it uh, and I accepted the offer of 50 bucks. And I was like, that's what I'm talking about, man. I just two X on this card. So this Jason or uh, I, I technically two and a half X on this card. So Jason Tolbert can go a place where the sun doesn't shine. And I'm going to ride this P uh, this Padre PSA 10 off into the sunset as this goes into the mail today with my, with my used bubble wrap and my label printer, because uh, we're doing, we're doing it hot over here at the McKee household. So. All right. I love it. Kendall. Good win of the week. It's uh it's simple, but I love it because it's Pedri. I love it because it's a dollar box. A great. Uh, a dollar box. Fine. Baby. Dollar box. Find Kendall graded it with his eyes, his beautiful eyes. And he was right. He got a PSA 10 and I'm going to get a label printer. You can keep saying the words label printer as many times as you want to in the show. It's just going to, it's going to chip away at me and I'll get one. Dymo needs to sponsor the sports card strategy show. Dymo yes. label printers. Dymo, Dymo label printers. We know you're listening. Email Use me our discount code and get, and get 20% off at Dymo.com. That's right. Not yet, but it will happen. Kendall's just previewing a few. I don't even know if Dymo is Dymo.com. Dymo. Yeah, we don't know what's at Dymo.com, so don't yeah, go there. Yeah, don't, don't do that. Don't go there. Um, Chad's dropping some knowledge in the comments about not being able to use the envelope, uh, the standard envelope. That makes sense. I mean, it. I guess it's not great, but uh, RPO Sports Cards chiming in. 
Good to see you on the show, RPO. Label printers are game changers. Uh, yes, we want you to have a great week as well. All right, I'm going to go pretty fast through my buys and sells of the week because uh, we got some audience questions to get to, and that's yes, uh, awesome. I, I strongly prefer audience questions. So my buys of the week, uh, shameless plug, nooffseason.com. Uh, when you go there and you, and if when you're a premium member, you click on my dashboard, I have I have answered the audience the uh, audience and member feedback. So member feedback at nooffseason.com came in hot and strong recently. Uh, give us a list of all of your buys and sells and holds all at the same time so that we don't have to click on the player profiles and read each one individually to see whether or not they're a buy, sell, or hold. Fair enough. So what I was able to do using a great technology called WordPress is uh, tag each of the each of the uh, player profiles whether or not they are a buy, sell, or hold. So now we have these beautiful curated lists, and this is the member dashboard. So you click on your member dashboard, you get all the, me- uh, you know, this is just part of what you get. But now what you can do is, to see my buys of the week, well, to see who I'm saying all our buys, uh, and I'm gonna call out, call this out as my buy of the week. Um, you click on buy from your members. Now you have a list of all the guys who are buys right now, and we change this. And I have to say, Kendall, um, <laughs> baseball. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here in your opinion. But now, and you can click, there's more than, more than one page. So keep, click on older posts to see all, you know, keep seeing all the bias guys. But, um, I was amazed at like Mike Trout, like his, it would be a time to buy him right now. Um, I mean, his, like the, the cards that we were talking about last year on the show. And I know you've tried it. You've tried to get up to PSA tens, like trade up to PSA tens of, of one or two of his particular Bowman uh, 2011 cards, I think. And I mean, but his, he, he's a great buy right now. Adley Rutschman uh, is, you know, from a pricing standpoint appears to be a great buy right now. So, and even J rod is still at a point where he, we, we've, but, but I've talked about him. Um, I've got okay, Connor man. on here. Um, so it's hard to pick one buy of the week, but if you go to nooffseason.com, if you're a premium member, you can click on my dashboard after you log in and then click on buy and you can see basically all the, the entire list of all the buys. And I'm just going to call out, I'm going to call out baseball, like not everybody, but Mike Trout, Adley Rutschman. Let's stop there. Those are my buys of the week. Mike Trout is a really, really interesting buy right now because one, he's in the cellar. You know, like he's just never, people don't believe in him right now. This, Paul, are you aware of the World Baseball Classic? I am slightly aware of it. Yeah, my son Max is a huge baseball fan, so we were talking about it. Yeah, so this World Baseball Classic is about to pop off. Team USA is led by Mr. Mike Trout himself. He is saying, caution to the wind. I know I have this injury asterisk next to me. I'm going to go out and win the United States a go- like a medal or a trophy for the for the World Baseball Classic and compete on the highest level for my country. This is if this was happening in any other country, I mean in any other sport, people would be like, 
oh my god, yeah, the best player is gonna go play True. for Team USA. Nobody cares right now. Nobody because cares. it's not on TV. When it gets on TV and Mike Trout is rocking that USA uniform and he's hitting 500 and he's hitting, you know, six bombs in a championship game against Dominican Republic, people are going to care. I think you there could be a quick preseason spike in Mike Trout cards. So there you go. I love it. Great I, call. Thank you. Thank you and great, great uh, support to the call. Um, I think you're absolutely right. So, uh, that's my my uh, buy of the week. Oh, my shoes. Sup to you as well, Duder. Good to have you on. Um, I think, oh, my shoes, I'm about to uh, throw you some props here in a second in an upcoming segment, so stay tuned. Um, Kendall, before we go to your um, yeah. buy of the week, uh, VJ yeah. has a question. He says, how about yeah. overseas for baseball? Do you know what he means? I know VJ's in the UK. Yeah. That's exactly what, he means by, exactly what he means by this, but do you are you interpreting this? As a question that you yeah asked. a little bit so vj's been um sending me some voice notes um on instagram which is beautiful by the way because of his british accent i can't wait to i can't wait to hear more of them um and so i've been trying to to rattle my brain with this as well because you know it's a little out of pocket for me you know i, I don't <laughs> with baseball transactions typically mine are in the states you know uh and so um i'm trying to put myself in his shoes and then trying to put myself in a market shoes and then when we talked to uh, what was it, was it uh, Grant or um, uh, what was Frank, that guy? Frankie. Yeah, Frankie. He was talking about baseball moving really slow at his card yeah. show, but he was also buying cards that are not worth a thing anyway. So that's one problem. Um, but you know, there, there's interesting things because Tops does make UK edition baseball cards. They literally make UK edition Tops cards, and they sell for pretty good money over here. So that's that's kind of interesting in itself. And so I think there is a market there, especially for some players like um, Jazz Chisholm and some players like that. And Great Britain is in this World Baseball Classic. They are in it. And there are some players that are worth looking into on their roster. I think, uh, um, you know, an interesting thing is there is some interesting guys on every roster. For instance, there's some – I think here's a little pro tip that – uh, I'm going to go into in a uh, in in a different um, segment, but Ian Kinsler, former second baseman for the well, Texas then. Rangers and Andy the Detroit Tigers, yes, we traded him for Prince Fielder. Um, Ian Kinsler is is the coach of Team Israel. You know he, he's Jewish, and so that he was able to coach for Team Israel. If they do well, Ian Kinsler's cards could go up. You know, so it's like there are some things. And I always love to see the peripherals that end up juicing because of certain things. For instance, had Travis Kelsey won an MVP last night, Jason Kelsey's cards might have taken a bump as well. For instance, I saw a one-of-one -one where the Kelsey brothers are holding jerseys together that was selling for a bunch of money. So um, I, like I love that. Ian Kinsler as well. I'm super excited that, that the Rangers just hired him as an assistant GM. So. Yeah, when you PC someone, I guess you kind of hope their cards don't go up. Although my Anthony Edwards PC is growing, and I'm gonna sell that entire PC one day when he, when he's basically the next LeBron, the best player in the world. Let's go, let's go, Ant Man. Um, yeah, that's uh okay. Thanks for taking VJ. It's, it's a, I mean, that's a tough. That's a tough question. I think you could start it. 
I think you could be the start of something, but but always you're going to have to find your market. Like yeah, you need and, somebody to sell to. Yeah, exactly. And and honestly, like why not? What I would do is if I were in the UK and I really, really, really wanted to become a baseball card investor flipper, like if I or like like Frankie Goodman is from Digital Grading Co., who we were talking about a second ago. I believe he, and he's a friend of the show, I believe he genuinely wants to like learn about baseball card investing, which is yeah. cool. Yeah. He's in the UK. So what I would do if I were him or VJ is I would use the vault. I would use a PWCC yeah. vault and you know, or the eBay vault, and I would um, buy the cards that Kendall and I talk about because yeah. those are the cards that the market wants, yeah. and I would keep them in my vault, and then I would ship them from my vault, and you can make money that way. That's what I did when I was in Spain, so you guys should be able to do yeah, that. You may the need, for the eBay vault, you may need like a U.S. address, though, and that's why I led with PWCC because I feel like PWCC might be easier to just like sign up for online without actually having like being a u.s resident i could be wrong i don't know i i know that pe people in canada as well listen to this show and I'm, I'm often interested in like some of the challenges that canadians might have with the u.s card market with just logistics like yeah. paying more for shipping you know paying like just paying me i don't know if it's Whatever we don't we don't need to go down that rabbit hole right now, but that's an interesting conversation. So, uh, good question, VJ. Uh, Kendall, who are you? Like, who's your buy of the week? Who are you, who are you buying, or who is your buy yeah. for the audience? Man, I really was going to talk about Mike Trout because this World oh, Baseball so Classic, this World Baseball Classic is really interesting. Um, I, I I'm I'm kerfuffled when it comes to <laughs> you like that. You almost. Nope almost spouted almost your coffee, coffee at the screen um it, i'm kerfuffled when it comes to there are just w incredible players in this tournament this is a, this is something i look forward to all the time because it's a tournament that historically minor league players have played in um, for the usa team and the usa really hasn't taken an interest previously um in, in winning this tournament because of the way that it falls with spring training and this year you have some absolute studs playing in this tournament. And it's like, yes, finally, we're going to get like real World Cup baseball um, that's going to happen. And the Dominican Republic team, there are guys they left off the roster that would be like the best player on other people's teams. O'Neill Cruz is not on this roster. The, he was not. O'Neill Cruz did not make the Dominican Republic team. That's crazy. Ouch. You know, like. Yeah. I mean, they, they, you know, they had like their preliminary um, uh, roster, like before, you know, it realized who was injured and who, you know, whose teams asked them not to come and stuff. They had like Vladdy, uh, Vladdy Jr., Fernando Tatis Jr., uh, you know, uh, Acuna's Venezuelan, but or like, but Luis Roberts playing in this tournament. Like, there's just some studs. Mike Trout's in it. Um, it, it Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado. I'm Lars Newtbar actually I think is this is a this is one actually that that is a buy that I wanted to talk about. Lars Newtbar is an American born uh American born with Japanese heritage. He from at the time he was very little he always wanted to play for the Japanese national team. J uh, Japan has never 
had a player in their team that is not born in Japan. Lars Newtbar made the Japanese team this year that has Shohei Otani on it, Yu Darvish on it, Lars Newtbar on it, several of the brand new guys that are just signing in the MLB. Japan's national team is going to get a lot of media attention. And they always do because they're very competitive and they're very good, very respectable team. They've won it a couple times. But Lars Newtbar, I think, is interesting because he's a guy that is low on the totem pole in St. Louis. He's very cheap right now. His, his, uh, his autos and stuff are very, very obtainable. And he's the first American-born player with Japanese heritage uh, and descendants to play on the Japanese national team. And I think that's going to get a lot of media attention. So if he does anything, if he does anything, and I think he will, he's a nice player. If he does anything, his cards are going to rise exponentially, especially in like Japan itself. Love the knowledge. Lefty dropping the knowledge. Um, a subscriber at nooffseason.com, Howard. Mm-hmm. I won't say your last name, Howard, just because you've just only emailed me personally, and I don't think you've ever been on the show. But Howard asked about Lars Newtbar a couple weeks ago in an email. So if you're listening, Howard, listen to what Lefty just said. Dropping knowledge. Chad Gill, 2021 Tops Japan Edition MLB Hobby Box for 102. He's going to rip it, grade it, list it on eBay worldwide. Yeah. Go, go where no go where no where no one else is. This is my yeah. thing. That's um, that's great thinking, Chad. Tops other country editions actually sell for a pretty decent amount of money sometimes. Um, it, it, you know, so uh, this is not a market that I particularly come into, but I regularly kind of run into the UK edition and the uh, and the uh, Japan edition. And then I think there's another there's a Bowman set that's uh, Japanese editions as well, which is really fun. So. Um, but yeah, so Lars Newtbar is is digging through the dollar box here, but I think you could make a decent margin there, um, especially if you can get his cards for really cheap. All right. That's my buy of the week. Sell of the week for me is um, related to a concept that I'm going to continuously talk about, especially in the premium pod, premium.sportscardstrategy.com. And you can, if you click the join button on the eBay channel, you'll get that too. Um Sell of the week is I've got guys like Kevin Durant. I've talked about him. Jalen Hurts has been my sell of the week for a while. Um, that's nothing new. But G- guys like James Wiseman, Bones Highland, and Cam Thomas now uh, are sell sells for me. Um, you've heard me. I I literally sold my Cam Thomases, so that should tell you that he's one of my sells of the week. And then I've got LeBron and Luca on my sell of the week list as well. And this is at nooffseason.com for the premium members. Um, and why? Okay, so I could see people arguing with me saying Durant is now in a position to win the NBA championship. Luca is also in a position to win the NBA championship. LeBron's playing like an MVP and he's a goat, so why not hold him? Um, and for those guys... My philosophy is I would rather sell after I would rather sell during a hype cycle. So if you're with me on that, you could even argue, well, the hype cycle is kind of ending, right? But because because it's still relevant after these trades, um, Kyrie coming to the Mavs, 
Durant going to the Suns, et cetera. I would rather sell during a hype cycle spike than try and predict and be correct about Kevin Durant winning the championship or Luca winning the championship this year. So um, when you have, when you see guys rise in value during natural level during natural times during the season. So right now, like mid February, next weekend's the all-star break and it's leading into the playoffs. So basketball card prices should continue to rise for these guys. And, and like Luca getting Kyrie on his team and, and coming back from injury and then Durant joining the Suns, like their card value should rise over the coming weeks. And I would sell them because their, their card prices are going to go down after that. They could go up in the playoffs, of course, but they would have to win the cha- Durant would have to win the championship for it to really crescendo even even further than it, than it's going to be now and over the next couple of weeks. And I don't I don't want to bank on the sports betting aspect of this so much as I want to bank on in cards. You can just play the seasonality of things and you can play the hype cycles and you can make money and take money off the top and reinvest it. And so um only only one of Durant Luca LeBron, I'll throw LeBron in there. Oh, only, come on, only, don't do that. Only one of them can even no win the NBA Finals. So LeBron, LeBron might not even make the playoffs. Brother. No, I know, I know, but I'm saying like only one of them can even make it. So anyway, there, th- those are my cells, and that, and that's why. And then in terms of the Wiseman and Bones, those guys just being in the news, like you've been holding you've been holding Wiseman guys you've all been holding James Wiseman for a long time him being traded gets him in the news so it gives you it gives you a it gives people in the world a reason to buy James Wiseman that wasn't there before so just get just get rid of him like maybe he ends up being a nice he's player he's, he's not booty. the James Wiseman that we all thought he was going to be no. you got to get rid of him now all right Kendall you can rip on me for having LeBron be in that that sentence there I love LeBron but he's not playing. He's not. He no. He's not winning the NBA Finals. Um, episode sixty nine. Um, yeah, I think VJ. I think it is a little bit too late to be buying F one. Uh, there's probably a couple marginal guys that you can um, buy into. I would wait for a couple of the guys that people are expecting to do really well early on to not do well early on, and then buy into those cards. Um, you know, who knows what Ferrari's going to be doing um, with their new you know, uh, team manager and everything. It's just like they were, you know, in shambles last year. So who knows if they're going to, if they come out of the gate really slow, then I would buy into some Ferrari cards. Um, or, you know, I'm just saying that there's just the first one that came to mind, but however the narrative plays out for the first couple of races, I would buy in on some, uh, some people that, that, that don't do well out of the gate. Um, but, uh, where was, Oh, bones. I think Bones is unique in this situation. Um, they moved Reggie Jackson. There's some point guard stuff going on over there. You know, I think Bones could literally carve out a a role on this Clippers team that he could not carve out in the Denver Nuggets team. Kyrie and 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 Leonard, or not Kyrie, um, Paul George and Leonard, they 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 struggle for some reason together sometimes. And sometimes they just – it's like they both play too slow. I don't know how to explain this. But, like, Kawhi is very, like, 
okay, cool. You know, like, yeah. right. and then like Paul George is kind of that same sentiment, not in the same way, but like Paul George is a, is a star, but he's like also like not the aggressor. So like sometimes he's not cutthroat or like Russell Westbrook, you know, he's not just going to fire people up. Bones could come in there and just like, un, like heat up a, a, a series real fast. Yeah. So I think Bones could be um, like out of those people. I think Bones has the projectable to still to still juice, um, but at the same time, I hate Durant. Absolutely hate him. Um, you know, he stabbed me in the back one too many times, and that was once when he left Oklahoma City for Golden State. So I vowed to never buy another Durant card, no matter how I how much I wanted it or not. And then he leaves. Golden State stabs them in the back to go to Brooklyn and then stabs Brooklyn in the back and goes to the Phoenix. Um, so the Slim that. Reaper is just stabbing everybody. Yeah, He's just using that little sl- that little scythe and just killing people along the way. And he's killing his fans, honestly. You know, like he yeah. he he's one of the he is one of the greatest scorers I've ever seen. And people don't like to talk about him because he continually annihilates his fan bases like he just doesn't care about them yeah and i understand like he's trying to score blah, blah, blah. but here's the problem i trusted the texas longhorn paul i trusted the texas longhorn i never should yeah, have. that was a mistake i never should have i never this aggie should never have trusted a texas longhorn you'll never see me trust a wolverine i'll tell you that right oh now. my god kevin durant oh all right so uh selling any, anyone else you want to throw in the, in the cell cell category? Oh, Kevin Durant's any of does he have okay. a brother sell his cards? There we go. All right, so let's uh let's go to some audi- audience comments and and questions to uh to close out the show because we got some good ones and I and I think this is oh my shoes. Um, I want to give oh my shoes some props. Correct me in the comments if I'm wrong here, buddy. But uh. He's got his first, this is his first ever listing on eBay. Um, this, this Paolo Bancaro lot, which I think is pretty nice Not looking. Bad, yeah. I, I think it's pretty nice looking. He's looking for $17.50 or best offer. I think it's well-priced. He's got three Paolo Bancaro cards. He's got multiple photos and uh, it's, it's well-priced. So this is his, his first ever one of them's a gold foil short print. Nice. Yeah. Come on, shoes. The arriving now. Way to go, oh my shoes. I think this is you. I think I think we we found you here. If it's and, not, we're still rooting for you. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of our audience members. I'll tell you that. So let's go. Props, props to whoever it is. Good job. Um. All right. So let's go to a question now. This question came in from, um, the like Spotify. So when you you can post a question on Spotify and then I will get your question through the podcast platform. <laughs> oh, my shoes says it, it is him. All right, good. Thank you. Um, and so Russ, who's a listener on Spotify says, let's go. Russ. 45 uh, year old dad, finally getting back in the, in the card game. With okay. Baseball. So it's Russell Westbrook. All right. Yep. 45. <laughs> Do I go get complete base sets, then open hobby boxes to trade and sell? As a beginner, what do you what do you suggest to get a good start? Kendall, I'm gonna let you take take most of this, but I will say, 
Russ, when I first, so I'm just like you, except I'm basically two years beyond you on this. So two years ago, what was very comfortable for me was to go back to like 1986, 87, 88, 89 Fleer basketball. And I did buy complete sets from people. They were collected sets. They were sets that people had put together and then kept in whatever condition they could keep them in. And then I broke the sets, had those had the Jordans and the other Hall of Famers graded out of those sets and tried to make money that way. I didn't make as much money as I thought I was going to because I basically broke even because, but it was fun, but I broke even because the condition of the cards, even when they were kept in good condition, it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to grade very well. So I would consider that a fun yet very risky strategy. Um, and then the opening, the hobby boxes, I'm going to pass to Kendall for the rest of this, but my quick take is that's also very risky. Yeah, so your top end with opening hobbies is is higher, you know, because you could pull a card that is two, three thousand dollars that you'd never be able to afford. The likelihood of that happening is very small and very slim. You're gambling at this point. And which is fine, you know, if you want to do that and if you have the margin for it, that's okay. But what I'm saying is if you're first getting into the hobby, buy three individual cards. But take three players that you like a lot and buy three of those cards. And I would say max a hundred dollars. So at max all in, you're you're at 300 bucks here. And at on the bottom end, you could do this for like 30. And then take a month, watch those three cards, watch their 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 trend lines, just like you would a stock. And you can use Market Movers, which we have a subscription um, booster or however you want to call it. Yeah, you can it. get your first month for $1 by using the promo code no offseason. So, you know, at that point, you're $31 all in to watch this for a month um, and to watch those three cards. Because the hardest part for this for this game to be understood is knowing when, where, how and who to sell to. That's the hardest part. It's very easy to see that guy's going to be great. I'm buying one of those cards. It's very hard to know when, who, how, and where to sell them. You know, uh, because where, you know, you could do eBay, but you're going to lose some margin. You could do Twitter, but you're going to lose some, you know, you don't have as many uh, viewers. You know, you could do Instagram, but you got to create a following. You like, they all have like this, this con to them. Um, how is like, You've got to learn how to package your materials well. If you send a card, not in a top loader, in a penny sleeve, wrapped in bubble wrap to somebody, you're going to get slayed on your eBay account. You've got to know how to package. How does the hobby expect you to do this? There are hoops you don't know you're going to have to jump through to get there, which is fine. We can help you through those things. That's what we're here for. We're here for helping people get a strategy behind what they're doing answering and figuring out and, 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 and walking through the questions of the, where, the, how, the, when, the, you know, all that in selling your profile, but buying super fun, super easy selling way more fun, very hard. Yeah. I would say buy three singles and watch them for three months. I agree. I agree. 
Uh, great stuff. And Russ, like, uh, email, email us too if you want. Paul at nooffseason.com. Uh, thanks for asking the question on Spotify, though. That's cool. I didn't even really know that existed. So you guys can ask questions there. Um, okay, <clears throat> quick question from Ryan Baruski. Uh, this one I answered on the Basketball Card Strategy Show on Friday. So I'm going to keep it uh, really quick because Ryan provided some additional information that I wanted to share. And that is, so his question, which I thought was great, is... He lives in the Philadelphia area and he saw that Tyrese Maxey is actually going to be signing at a show. Mm-hmm. And his question was, what is the raw card that I would buy to get signed if I had a choice? His initial thought was to try to find a nice raw parallel, either prism or optic, take it to the show to get it signed. Um, while I think that there's there's no wrong answer here, what I would do is I would actually take a completely non-desirable card like a base Donruss or a base optic or maybe an optic hollow i would find one that i think would be a psa 10 card grade and the reason specifically i'm choosing those those brands is because those are the brands that i'm best at my eye is best at telling if that has a really serious chance of being a psa 10 because I think of the border, the distinct white border around Donruss and Optic. And so I've had a higher gem rate personally at that card. So for me personally, I would say um, take a card. Actually, I would go the opposite direction. And to me, this is an opportunity to make a non-desirable card desirable versus a already desirable card that you can sell and potentially get some profit on. I would leave that alone. And then I would, I would take one that's basically crap and make it not crap. And then I would sell that. Now, what, what Ryan came back with, which I wanted to share with everybody, is the price, Kendall. What do you think that this, this uh, event is charging per auto for Tyrese Maxi? $75. $129. So at that price point, then I do think you would, you would need a banger of a card because you it's sucking all your your profit margin or i think what you do is you maybe go jersey or something like you know you if, if you're going to spend 129 dollars on the auto itself then i think you really need to be buying some kind of authentic memorabilia or just a a more expensive card because then you're you know you're never i don't even think you're going to get $200 for a PSA 10 of the base card signed, you know, after <laughs> the non-pack, non-pack pulled auto. So anyway, um, let's go to the next one. Cause I think we're probably in agreement there. And just for time's sake, we got playmaker 88 X emailed me on Instagram. He's playmaker 88 X. So thanks for the question. He says, uh, he loves the show. Great content and perspective. Is that a Des um, Bryant call? Well, 88 maybe cd lamb i don't Throw know up the eight well the like des was like 88 and he would score and he would, the X. maybe is he an oklahoma state or a, or a cowboys fan Ooh. maybe both who knows um playmaker 88x says slab condition does it matter oftentimes yeah. on ebay listings i have purchased a card psa graded for example once i receive it i notice that it may have minor scuffs and a small scratch or scratches Ooh on either the front or back of the slab sometimes, but not cracked. Um, I had a scuff on, like, I got a SGC card back 
a couple years ago and it just had a big scuff on the back of the slab and it was brand new from SGC. Kendall, what do you think? Slab condition? Does it matter? Or is the only thing that matters uh, the card inside and the grade? Uh, I think the slab matters only if the card inside is worth a ton of money. I think like, for instance, if this Pedri 10, you know, $50 slab, if there was a scratch on the back or something, it would not matter because no one's looking at this and being like, okay, is this a premium investment? I think, for instance, when you buy a family car for eight grand or something like that, you're like, you're expecting there to be some dings and dents and rock hits in the front. You know, you're expecting it to be driven probably. Uh, you know, I think with a, with a premium investment, like you, yes. And there are yeah, slab protectors and stuff. That's a great but I think for the most part, no. Unless yeah, that's a crack, great answer. No. I was not expecting that answer, but I think you're absolutely right. Great point, Kendall, because if you're... Like, I, I think of a couple years ago, PWCC made... PWCC on their high-end auctions will make, like, claims. Like, if it's a... there, I think there was a Michael Jordan 1986 Fleer PSA 10. And they, I think that they added like a claim to it. Like this is the best condition Michael Jordan 86 PSA 10 that we've ever seen. It was literally something that was like, that was their statement. And I think that is when slab condition matters. Like that's a $800,000 card potentially. And so that's, that, that's when you're like, okay, like this slab better not have anything wrong with it. If you're paying, you know, if you're paying like five figures basically. Five figures, no. six figures for a car. Chad, you're right about Rain-X. That, that definitely will help. So, Oh, cool. Yeah, good tips here in the comments. Chad's got some great tips. So um, before we get to the next question, Chad says, this is back to a couple questions ago with Russ. Uh, he's tried sets, hobby boxes, singles, lots, grading. It's all a ton of fun. Nothing, he says, has better ROI than buying local complete collections and selling it off in pieces. Love that. That's not something I have experience doing, but I like that. Um yeah, and then scratches on slabs come out with a product code from Walmart for foggy headlights called Rain-X. Interesting. Love it. Um, okay, two, two more questions. Um, Scott Lawrence went to the Burbank Card Show, and I thought this was really cool. Um, he ha hadn't been to a card show in 20-plus years. He said, this was a big one. I've got some photos I'm going to show up on, uh, flash up on the screen real quick here in a second. I have his, I have Scott's permission to do this. He got some Shohei rookies and some Bowman first. He feels like he got 20% lower than lowest eBay comps. That's great. And most importantly, his son had a blast, saved his money and bought some Kobe and MJ slabs and a dozen trout cards in the two to $5 boxes. Thanks for the podcast and great info. He sent these to lefty on Twitter as well. Um, so here's the Shohei, the Shohei rookies. Now, what I like about these, um, they're all gem mint, you know? So Shohei is super liquid and they're, and gem mint is always super liquid. So nice work there, Scott. Uh, here's his, here's his, his man here. That's the best part about this whole thing. Yep. This is the best part about the whole thing. Don't lose sight of what's important. That's all I'm saying. Yep. Those of you listening, this is Scott's son holding up his Kobe and MJ slabs. 
And then uh, this is a, a photo that I did not take the time to turn the correct way. So those of you on eBay can can slay me in the comments here. But uh, what I like about this is he's got, first of all, an ND Rodriguez at the top auto. Um, refract, base, base refractor auto. Uh, or ba base auto, I should say. Not a refractor. Um, and then Wander, Jackson Churio, PSA 10s, Bowman Chrome Firsts. And a guy named Sal Freelich, who is on our sports card investment report. Big Thanks Sal. Big Sal. This is a Sapphire Edition PSA 10. Kendall, we don't talk about Sapphire Edition at all. Um, you see this? And uh, big, big there's Big Sal. Sal. There's Big Sal. Um, let's take two more questions real quick, because one of them is our guy, VJ. Back to the we'll we'll end the show with a VJ question. But before we before we do, I have a question for you, Kendall. Talk about Sapphire Edition Bowman Chrome firsts. Does that is it is it seen as the same level as just your regular Bowman Chrome first? Is it is it better? Is it worse? Is it the same? um yeah typically the price is a little bit under the comp of a regular like the true um for instance true red and sapphire red sapphire red um is going to take a little bit of a price hit because of the market's understanding that it is a parallel rather than the original um but it, especially on the lower end um sapphires tend to sell especially slabbed um quicker because they're they just look better like they just yeah. look like they were worth more, you know? And so if it's, for instance, um, if, if something is a Bowman Chrome auto and I had the ability to get a Bowman Chrome auto, let's just take Sal, for example, a Bowman Chrome Sal for 80 bucks or a Bowman Chrome Sapphire for 90 bucks, like autoed the same. I'm probably going to buy the Sapphire because I like the way it looks. Um, j that's just me personally. Um, but at the same time, man, um, I, I was going to shout out Soccer Idiot, and I'm glad he's here. Uh, Let's but, go, okay. Soccer Idiot. Love it. Uh, not sure. There you go, brother. There so he's, so those of you listening, Soccer Idiot says, uh, card show in Scottsboro, Alabama. Not uh, not sure how long of a drive it is from Nashville. But the show's pretty good. Thanks for the info, SSI. I'm going to look into that for sure. I'm, you, may, you may see me there. Um, Everton and Liverpool play today. It's a Derby day for, uh, for me. So I knew, um, so Southern, if he was going to be here, was going to roast me about Everton playing Liverpool, but here we you are. Know, one of my favorite things about sports card investing is, you know, a lot of people say they, they love the hobby because they meet a lot of good people. I agree. Yeah. But, what, but like taking that a step further, what I love about it is like Kendall, for example, he and I have become very good friends. Yeah. We didn't know each other. We met each other through creating content. Yeah. And now we're really good friends. And so what I also know is like, I like the, the whole Everton thing. Like I would never in my life, I would never, that would never be on my radar. Like there's no reason for that to be on my radar. Like Darby day. Like I would never, I'd never know. And, and now it's like fun for me because it's like fun for Kendall. And I'm like, enjoy, I'm like, I care a little bit or, you know, there's some level of dipping my toe in the water. Let's go because of Kendall. So I, I really like up that. the oh. toffees. Let's hear it, Paul. 
Just up the top. Just say, let's go up the toffees, baby. Up the toffees. There you go. Let's All go. Right. The boys in blue. Boys in blue. As long as we're not talking about the Michigan Wolverines, I'm good. No, we are not. Um, SSI went to bed at 4 a.m. and got up at 7 to watch the show. You are the man. And <laughs> I just don't have the energy to be trolling you today, Kendall. Hey, SSI brother. and Kendall have a special relationship. Um, okay, last question. VJ, since VJ is helping out. Oh, let's go. VJ's up with the Blues. VJ's helping out at nooffseason.com, and he's doing a great job. Um, how will KD be remembered when he retires? This is a good – this is actually like – it's a good question, but it kind of like goes along with what Kendall and I say about KD is like, I don't think well at all. Like, I don't think – I think when people say the name Kevin 15 to 20 years from now, people are going to think you're talking about Garnett, not Durant. Mm. You know, like when you start, you know, like, yeah, I could be wrong, but I think he's going to have to do some things to turn this around. I don't think like now I've had. OK, so there is a, a Durant fan base out there because when we've talked about KD in the past, Gary and I from Hoops and Cards had a basketball card strategy show where I just absolutely laid into Durant about like why I don't think you should buy Durant cards, why Durant doesn't have a fan base. Like why he, yes, he's one of the best 15 players of all time, but he's not going to be remembered that way. Um, and people kind of, you know, there was some backlash from that. Like there were people that came in and defended KD big time and, and actually um, intelligently, like it, it wasn't trolling. It was like some very intelligent comments, like very good points. I, I, I took some time to reply and there was like mutual respect with that. But um, so maybe I'm wrong, but I just feel like, not well. I just, I don't think he's going to be because, and, and let me, let me spe specify not well for how good he is. Yeah. Right. Like it's what, what I think where Kendall and I are coming from on this is, is not out of disrespect for Kevin Durant. It's out of, he is probably as good as any scorer in the history of the league, but like, how well is Carl Malone remembered? Like, how well is, you know, like some of the other guys on the scoring list? I, I think he's just going to be one of those guys, honestly. And, and, and like, you could, and Carl Malone, it's not because he went from the Jazz to the Lakers. Well, it's just people just didn't like him as much. And I think Kevin Durant has a little bit of that in him. And I think he also has a little bit of, of you know, hopping from team to team in him. So those two things, I think, will, uh, will, will hurt. Durant, but anyway, let me let um, me ask you this know. question. Let me ask you this question. How many Christian Leitner cards do you see out there just flowing around? I actually included a Christian Leitner card and as packing material recently because what Christian I'm saying, Leitner, Christian Leitner's packing material. Yeah, I'm not saying Kevin Durant is packing material because there's definitely an echelon difference between Durant's talent and and Leitner's talent, but they. <laughs> VJ says, who's Carl Malone? <laughs> exactly. Kevin Durant is probably not going to be a media personality. He's probably not going to be a coach. He's probably going to be a special assistant to some GM somewhere or something like that. He's not a guy that shines brightly in the, in the, in the like spotlight. 
He's a guy that loves to play basketball, is very good at playing basketball, and doesn't care about anything other than basketball, which is great, but his his brand is not good. Like yeah. He's not good at selling himself. He's very good at continually punching his fans in the balls and keep going. Oh, there like, we go. There it like, is. It, it, I mean, it's just true. I loved Kevin Durant when he was in Oklahoma City. I've been a, a Thunder fan since the first day that the, 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 the Oklahoma City Thunder were a thing. You know, and I was just like, I'm, I'm going all in. I got a Durant jersey. I freaking burned it. Love it. Chad says, uh, you know, no player in the history of the NBA I dislike more than Leitner. And I know you're not alone because ESPN did a 30 for 30 called I Hate Christian Leitner. And so you guys, if you haven't already, Chad, you should check that out because it's it's all about why people hate Christian Leitner. Um, super interesting. Chad, anyway, I, I am surprised that you are claiming a UK fandom right now because they suck. I love Jamal Mashburn though. I, he was when I was so when I was like in middle school, um, Jamal Mashburn, Glenn Big Dog Robinson, Jason Kidd at Cal. Those were my dogs, man. I love those guys. Like watching those guys play college hoops. Um, they were all kind of in the same era. I, I you know, I never really loved anybody from Duke, but I did. I did like Jamal Mashburn from UK. He was he was slick. The monster mash. I love that. Um, okay, we'll take another card, another question, because it's oh my shoes. He has a hundred bucks to blow on cards. What should he get? Uh, and oh my shoes is like super. He's super down. Like he's down. He's in in the in the uh, the one percent of audience members, and he's in the live stream. And he doesn't always make it in the live stream. Um, he's looking at a Kobe ninety six rookie. Um, number 138, uh, SGC9. Hmm. I'm not familiar with this specific card, but what I will say is Kobe's always a, always a good card to buy. Yeah, and, and Ox, what I, I'll add, um, look up comps for the PSA9 and uh, get in it. If, if comps for the PSA9 are significantly higher, say close to double what the SGC nine is, which could, could be the case. Um, get it, crack the slab, send it to PSA. Boom. Everybody. Thanks so much for watching and listening to the sports card strategy show episode 69. Kendall, do you have anything that you maybe want to add before we, uh, before yes, we I do up the toffees and play the rock music. Let's go. The rock music. Oh, awesome. Everybody have a great day.